This morning, we have a great privilege. I want to ask Haley Garrett if she would come up and join me. Haley spent nine months, eight months, eight, nine months in the Dominican. And she is here this morning. I'm so glad she is to come and to share a little bit with you about what took place. Uh, You need to know because you sent her with your prayers and with your giving and with your concern. You're part of this. And so we wanted to just share with you a little bit uh, of what happened. Haley, go ahead and have a seat there. Obviously, before you went, it wasn't just a spontaneous decision. Definitely not. You... Tell me a little bit about your sense of calling, because that's what it was, to yeah. go to the Dominican Republic. Definitely. Um, <laughs> I, um, I went on the Grace um, mission trip in March of 2011, um, and um, we went to the Dominican to serve with the Bearden family and to start working on their um, home for um, their abode in the Dominican in um, Camp Bonnie. And um, I just sensed that the Lord was preparing me, even before that trip, um, for mission work and um, just for service for him in a new location, really, because it's all, um, we're all on mission. Um, it's just a different location. So um, I went for the week, and I just sensed his calling to come and serve for a longer period of time in the Dominican before, um, before I even left. So I made that um, desire um, of my heart known to John Bearden, the husband of um, John and Donna. He's the main ministry leader of their family. And um, so we just took it from there. And the Lord just confirmed my heart's desire to go um, several times throughout the year and even just giving me scripture that dovetailed right into the Bearden's scripture in Isaiah 30, uh, 40, 31, which is um, those who um, wait on the Lord shall renew their strength as eagles. And just, I don't know, I'm so thankful that the Lord confirmed the call so many times in so many different ways and just gave me peace. And my parents blessed me as I went, um, which was a huge, huge prayer request for me. And um, I just, I don't know, I went with his peace and it kept me going, um, even through the thick and thin. Well, obviously, having been there, you had a little familiarity, and I'm sure there's a great sense of excitement about going, but really, I mean, when you're uprooting and you're going to a place, different language, different culture, um, not really knowing what you're getting into, what was the, what was really the scariest part of leaving family and friends and church, and what was the scariest part of all that? That one, that one is hard. It's hard. Honestly, I think that the, the hardest part was leaving the intimate relationships that I had, like my, my family and my closest friends, and going, going to another place and trying to forge deep relationships with the people, the family that I was living with. And that, that progressed as time went on. Um, but it's really hard to develop intimate relationships with people when you don't know the language. So that's the challenge because you would, I would get so frustrated about not knowing, not being able to verbalize anything and just trying to put it in the simplest of terms. And, and yet, even through that, like there's so much that's communicated through just people's love and just their, just through their eyes and just through the simplicity of hugs and just sharing love. I mean, it's amazing how much can be communicated just, just by, just just by the simplicity of just living life together. Yeah. So, 
I don't know if that made sense. But <laughs> it made perfect sense. Um, there were a number of things that you did while you were down there. It wasn't a, you know, I'm going down there to do X. Uh, give us, I mean, you could probably talk all morning on this, but just give us some idea of the variety of things yeah. that you were able to do while you were there. Yeah, it was a lot of variety. Um, I had a lot of firsts um, <laughs> while I was there. Um, but we worked with medical teams and um, got to um, help out on the field with traveling medical clinics and surgeries. Um, that was awesome. That was a highlight for me. Um, I've never been in the medical field, so it was terrific just to see people's direct physical needs being met like right then and there. Just um, It's awesome to watch people walk away with just a smile on their face and blessed to know that you're, you're blessed to know that you got to serve them in that way, um, in a tangible way. And we did a lot of construction projects. We worked on two churches while I was there. And um, we worked on um, a school as well and just um, painted a whole lot. I think I became a professional painter until I was there. So if anybody's looking for a painting job <laughs> yeah. around your house. I'm okay. your girl. Um, but um, let's see, what else did we do? We did street evangelism, which was awesome, um, just to go share the gospel with um, complete strangers. And um, we served um, with a local church some. Um, and, um, yeah, I think that, that about nails it down. Okay. We sent you, obviously, as, as part, of, part of our church family. Yeah. And we prayed for you while you were going. Thank you. Uh, prayed for the Beardens. Yes. Uh, yeah. Tell us how important, because sometimes people overlook that. Yeah. And they think prayer is the least I can do. But it's actually the most they can do. It definitely uh, is. Tell us a little bit of how, uh, how important that prayer support for you and for the Beardens was. It was truly felt. And um, it's, way more, it's way more important than financial support because it's there. Like, I mean, the Lord's going to provide. Um, but just, just from the, just the day-to-day just activities, I mean, we just need grace while we're there. And the Beardens especially... Because, I mean, that was their first year on the mission field, and they were going through a lot of firsts and um, a lot of challenges. And um, I, I pray that I served them well as I prayed for them while I was there, too. And um, just your prayers just meant a ton. I don't, I don't even know. Like, I mean, there were days where I would get little words of encouragement from church members and just, like, a Bible verse here or there through email. And I just appreciate that so much. And just knowing that y'all were going before the throne of grace on my behalf and serving in that way um, and praying for the people in the Dominican for their hearts to be changed and tenderized to the gospel and just by us um, serving them through ministry needs. And it's indispensable. Your prayers are indispensable. And please continue to pray for the Dominican. Just because I'm not there doesn't, doesn't mean we should stop. We should completely continue. Um, and um, continue to pray for the Beardens as they enter back into the mission field, I'm assuming in January, I think is their plan. And um, and Freddie and Juan Luis are still in the Dominican. So they were our brothers down there. And um, there was something else I was just going to say. Oh, thank you to the powerhouse kids. I know they're not in here, but they sent me cards, y'all, like maybe, I think it was March or April when I received them. I think it was maybe the end of March. They sent me cards just saying that they were praying for me, and it was the most precious surprise ever, and it just lifted my spirits greatly, and the beard and stew, because I just got to, we just passed them around the living room one night, so it was just so sweet to know the kids were lifting us up in prayer, so thank you. 
And just as a commercial, that's one of the things that uh, we talk a lot about ministry and missions in here and in our grace groups and our Bible studies. But you need to know it's happening in Powerhouse, too, and that they actually have missions projects, so to speak, on their level where they can do things like write cards to missionaries and to encourage them. And as you can see, it might seem like construction paper and crayons or you know uh, felt markers uh, to to us, but when they show up, yeah, it's a big they, deal. Yeah, it's at the right time, definitely too. <laughs> okay. um, I've had a privilege of sitting down and talking with Haley a little bit, and I'm sure she would be willing if your uh, Bible study, your Grace Group, um, any other group in the church would like to have her come and just share some of the things that that really we don't have as much time for today. But she did when we were we were talking and conversing and she sent me kind of a draft of some of the things she'd like to be able to say this morning. One of the stories that came out to me was the story of Ona. Yeah. Could you tell us about her? Yes, I would love to. <laughs> um, Chris was there. Um, uh, this is Chris, by the way. Um, <laughs> he interned with us at the Hi, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> um, but... Um, I met, um, there was was a lady that we met in a village right outside, or like a little community right outside of Bonnie, and um, it was a very poor community. Um, We went there the first time for a Bible school, and I was holding one of her little boys, and um, he was just on my hip, and she came up to me because it was her son, and she introduced herself to me, and this is me speaking broken Spanish, so just every just take everything with a grain of salt that I share. Um, but we just um, we connected and um, just chatted for a little while, and she wanted me to go to her house, and so I went to her house and just stopped in just for a second, sat on her front porch. That um, that she she pulled out a chair for me, and we just just shared for just a second about who she was and how many kids she had, and then um, she asked. She asked if I was a Christian, and I said, yes, you know, we're, we're here on behalf of the church, the local church that was there, and I told her about Pastor Carolina, who was our connection, and um, she proceeded to tell me that she was not a believer in Christ, and that um, her children hadn't eaten in three days, and she just <laughs> dropped that on me. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, all right, <laughs> and all I could tell her was just, you know, the Lord is my hope. That was all that I could tell her because what do you tell somebody that has immediate needs that you can't meet for them because we're not just out of logistics. We're not supposed to give just handouts, um, even though you want to. Um, And so she made this need known, and then I have to get up and go. And so we leave, and she's just heavy, heavy on my heart for, like, weeks. (laughs) And um, just, yeah, and... So, anyways, we had the opportunity to go back to the neighborhood a couple of, maybe like two or three weeks later for um, a medical mission team. It may have been more than that. But, anyway, um, medical mission team, we go and serve, and they pass out a certain number of tickets, and she actually had a burn on her stomach, and she missed the line for the ticket, so she was unable to receive care. And um, she showed me the burn. She came up to me, and um, I told her I'd see what I could do, but... I didn't know what to do um, because the pastor said that they weren't going to receive any more patients. All in all, we go to her house and go sit with her, and all I could do was silently pray that somehow that her need would be met because we were there to serve in Christ's name, and she needed to just taste and see of the Lord's goodness towards her and her family and that somebody cared enough to just give her what she needed. And so um, 
it turned out that we were able to take bring one of the doctors to her house. And um, she looked at her um, burn and gave her some burn cream and some vitamins for her children. And you think, how, how can some vitamins and some burn cream make any difference in anybody's life? But it lit her face up. And she, I, I mean, she just didn't have any hope. She looked so, she had so much despair. The first time I met her in the second, it was just like this hopelessness. It's just <laughs> in her soul that just comes out. And just to see her light up like a lamp. I mean, she was so thankful that we got to meet that need. And I truly believe that she is is or is going to be more receptive to the gospel just because we stopped and looked her in the eye and met her need and did what Jesus would have done. I truly believe that. So, so yeah. Yeah, and that's one of the things, if you'll remember, we were talking about is serving other people is building a bridge for the gospel, uh, opening a door to help them be receptive to it by showing love. Yeah. Uh, she, could, she admitted up front, I'm not a Christian. And she's not part of the family of faith, and yet our, our love and care for people goes beyond just the family of faith. It goes, beyond, goes out to people who aren't. But by showing them love, it opens doors. Yeah. And so, uh, so that's exciting. And uh, we need to be praying for Ona. Yeah. Uh, we need to be praying that God is going to lead her to Christ to give her the, the, the ultimate healing that she needs. Mm-hmm. And that uh, I, I pray that Haley, you'll have an opportunity to to hear that testimony and to and to rejoice with it. That'll be that'll be an exciting exciting day. Um, okay, let's boil it all down. Eight months, eight or nine months in the Dominican. Yeah. A lot of hard, a lot of sweat, Woo. a lot of hard work, a lot of paint. It. Yep. <laughs> uh, a lot of broken Spanish. Uh-huh. Boil it all down. Yeah. One takeaway. What did you get from this trip? It was all about unconditional love. Um, that's all it was about. Receiving the love of the Father, because if you don't know, if you don't have that intimate relationship with Him, there's no way that you can minister to anybody else. So my focus of being remaining filled up was most important. Um, and that was my prayer for the Beardens as well while we were down there. Um, and able to to give that love away. I mean, even when it when it costs you something, when it costs um, some sacrifice, um, serving people sometimes that don't maybe don't generate a thank you. I mean, that happens. But are we going to serve them anyway? Um, I just I don't know. That was the takeaway for me is just um, serving the serving the Lord first and serving people next and. Um, you can look past a lot and give a lot of grace to people when you know that you're serving him first. And, um, yeah. yeah. A verse I just want to share with you. Uh, the Lord said, if you remain in me and my word remains in you, mm-hmm. you'll bear much fruit. But apart from me, you can do nothing. Amen. And I thank you that during this time, um, it was obvious that he remained in you and that you remained in his word. And and God is continuing to bring fruit. Yeah. You got to see some of it. Yeah. But I think a lot of that garden is yet to bloom. Mm-hmm. Would you join me in praying for Haley right now? Father God, I lift Haley up to you. And we as a church, we pray for your continued guidance in her life. We rejoice over her enthusiasm, her heart, uh, her humility, 
her willingness to step out and be bold. And Lord, we pray that we could learn that from her and that we could be encouraged by her. Lord, we pray that you would continue to light her path, to be a light for her path, to show her step-by-step where she is to go and give her the faith to follow wherever that may be. Father, thank you so much for her willingness to serve you and to serve others. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. Would you show your appreciation for all Haley's done? Thank you.